welcome to the Kingdom Church Podcast. We're so honored you took the time to join us. We're starting a brand new series called Heart Problems. So whatever you're doing, wherever you are, sit back, relax, enjoy. Thank you guys so much for joining us on Church Online once again. Man, we love you guys so much. We're just so honored that you took the time to be here with us this morning. We realize, we recognize there are literally a million things you could be doing right now. You could be crushing Tiger King on Netflix, but you chose to be here with us. And so we're just super excited. Um, Man, I just believe that God's about to do something in this space right here, right now. And so in the comments, we wanna hear from you, man. We wanna foster community as best as we can in this time. And so if you believe that God's about to do something, in the comments type, I'm ready. Now I'm gonna make sure you guys say it. I'm not preaching till I see the first I'm ready, even though I can't actually see it. Just believe in it, just type I'm ready. Uh, we're just super excited for what's gonna happen this morning. In case uh, you've been with us for the last number of weeks, you might notice uh, we're in a new recording spot right now. Uh, we're actually back at uh, our base where we usually have our physical church. And so just super pumped to be back here. I'm pumped to have my mic. I believe that I'm about to spit something into this mic, just like when we're all together. Super excited. But the reason I say that uh, is that if you guys have tuned in the last number of weeks, um, we were actually shooting um, at West End Christian Assembly. Uh, For those who do not know, we are a part of uh, what's called the Engage Network, which is a network of churches um, that includes Engage Church, includes us, Kingdom Church, and now West End Christian Assembly. Um, And so we just want to give honor to Pastor Brett and Pastor Dez, as they allowed us to use their space for four weeks and their whole team there for being gracious in the comments, show them some love. But we're back here at our home base. I'm just super excited for what God's about to do. Uh, If you guys have a Bible, I don't know how many of you guys watch us with Bibles, but you should start watching with Bibles. Start watching with notepads so you can catch up, so you can take notes. We're going to be in Mark chapter 7. I want to read this verse as we begin this morning. Um, It says this, Starting in verse 17, this is Jesus. It says, after Jesus had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about the parable. Jesus replied, are you so dull? He asked them, don't you see that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them? For it doesn't go into their hearts, but it goes into their stomach and then out of the body. In saying this, Jesus declared all food clean. He went on. What comes out of a person is what defiles them, for it is from within, out of a person's, what's that word? Shout it out, heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All of these evils come from inside and defile a person. I want to give our message a title this morning, and it's this. It's super simple. Uh, It's Surface Issues. Surface Issues is the title of our message this morning. If you guys are a part of our church family, one thing that you'll know is that I love to tell stories about people that are close uh, to me and stories about myself. And um, a lot of times the stories are at the expense of people's maybe feelings or or things like that. But um, just to let you guys know, every story I tell has a great spiritual application. And so I only tell it if it has a great spiritual application. And so this next story has a great spiritual application. Get ready. Uh, So for those who don't know, I have a younger brother. Um, His name's Elliot. He's probably watching online right now, I hope. Um, uh, But for those uh, that or where he's my brother. And what happened was that he, uh, this last year, um, he bought a brand new house. And for anyone that 
has ever um, bought in a brand new house, uh, you'll know for a lot of times, especially the builds that are kind of, um, I guess, I don't know what the word would be, not custom in a sense, um, a lot of them will come with unfinished basements. And so my brother, when he got his house, uh, it came with an unfinished basement. And for anyone that's ever bought a house from a contractor, from a developer, you will know that generally speaking, they will give you the option to finish the basement for you. Of course, it comes with a price. Now, my brother being a financial advisor, uh, always crunching numbers, he figured that for him, it would be best if he finished the basement himself. That would be his cheapest option. Uh, He wanted to make it into an Airbnb. And so that would be the way that he would come out on top is if he finished the basement himself. Now it sounds great. It sounds amazing. The only problem is that uh, if you guys know anything about me, I don't really have any of those life skills, manly skills, if you want to call them that. Like I just, I don't, we don't know how to do that stuff, like building and, and carpentry and all that good stuff. Like my dad doesn't know how to do that stuff. His dad doesn't know how to do that stuff. And I don't know how to do that stuff. And so my brother, he's in the exact same boat where he didn't know how to do anything either. But if there's a way for him to save money, he was going to do it. And so he figured I will finish the basement myself. And so uh, basically what he did was that he decided he was going to finish the basement himself. And so he just got kind of everyone he knew, friends, family, people from Kijiji. It was really an eclectic group of people. And he brought a bunch of people, different times, different places in order to finish his basement. Now, I don't want to bore you guys with the details. He can tell you about the person that threatened his life from Kijiji. He can tell you about the time that he fell off the ladder and went through the wall. I don't want to bore you with those details. After lockdown, you guys can go find him. But what I do want to tell you about is the very first time I went into his basement. Uh, I'll never forget the day he was super excited because he thought he was finished. And so I went down there. I'm not going to lie. He took me down to the basement and the basement had like these fresh um, gray floors and white walls. And so when I went in there for the very first time, I was like super impressed. And I was like, wow, like, oh my gosh, this looks so good. Like it's so modern and sleek. And like, man, he did a really good job. And so I'm walking around, I'm looking at everything. And then I noticed something. And the very first thing I noticed was this beam. For anyone that's ever been in an unfinished basement, you'll know there's metal beams. I'm assuming they hold up the roof or something. You can tell me in the comments what they're there for. Uh, And so what they had decided to do was cover this beam with some drywall, make a little thing around it. And so as I was looking at this beam that was now covered, I noticed, and, and as I started looking at it, I noticed that it was a little bit off. Like it wasn't straight. The lines weren't the way that they were supposed to be. And, and as I saw that, I was kind of like, huh, that looks a little bit weird. And so what I began to do is I began to look around his basement and I started to look a little closer at, at, at just the, the baseboards. And then I looked up at the roof and then the closer I looked at things, I began to say, hmm, there's just like a couple of things that are kind of off. Like that's, that's off center. Like that's not really the way that it should look. Now, before I get to the moral of the story in a second, my brother's watching and I can probably see his blood boiling. Understand this, everything's fixed and it looks great now. Come on, somebody. But the reason I'm telling you this story is because I want to tell you what I said to him because I think it's quite funny. And when something's funny to me, I say it over and over again. And so uh, he just, I was in the basement with my brother and I said something. I said, man, your basement looks great. Just don't look at anything too closely. I was like, the basement looks amazing. Like as long as you're not actually looking very closely. And uh, again, 
It's not like that anymore, but that's what it was like originally. And so it's funny, I just kept saying that to him. And so whenever I see him, whenever I ask about his basement, I'm like, man, I love your basement as long as you don't look too closely. And the reason that I want to tell you guys that story is because I think for a lot of us, there's an application that we can take directly to our lives. You see, for us as people, a lot of the times we are people that if you saw us on the surface, if you saw a picture of us, if you just had a glance of us as people, we generally speaking look like we have our stuff together. Anyone been there? Like you can look at my Instagram, like Instagram game strong. Like I got a great family. I got a great life, great house, great marriage, whatever it may be. And so on the surface, it looks like we have everything. But one thing that I've realized, and maybe you guys have experienced this before, a lot of times when we peel back the layers, when we begin to look deeper, it's like, wait a second, everything isn't as it seems on the surface. When I begin to look a little bit closer, I begin to see there's actually some issues. Come on, you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyone, you have people that at one time you looked at them and you're like, man, that person is just perfect. They got the perfect marriage, perfect life, whatever it may be. But then you spent some time with them. And after you spent some time with them, you're like, wait a second, those people aren't as great as I thought they were. They aren't as nice. They aren't as kind. And if that person is sitting beside you in quarantine right now, don't look at them because that could be a really awkward couple of months. Now, I'm sure all of us could think of people in our lives where if we looked a little bit closer, if we looked a little bit deeper, man, maybe everything isn't as it seems. But the reality of what I want to do this morning and what I want to do in our brand new series that we're starting is that I want us to not really look at other people. I'm not so worried about other people because what I want to do over the next number of weeks is I want us to get deeply personal. I want us to begin to look within because this is what I believe to be true. Whether you know it or not, you're messed up. You have issues and I have issues. And so what I want to do is I want to begin to move beyond the surface and I want to begin to look at ourselves from a deeper point of view. We're beginning a brand new series this week called Heart Problems. And our subtitle for our heart problems is Breaking Free from the Four Emotions That Control Us. This is a five-week series, and I'm just super excited for what God's about to do. And so uh, as we start this series, I'll let you guys know one thing, kind of the idea, the heart of this series. It came from a book that I read by Andy Stanley, and it's called Enemies of the Heart. And the reason I'm telling you this is because a lot of the ideas, a lot of the things that we're going to be looking at in this series comes from his book. And I just, I'd recommend it because, man, Andy Stanley, I think, can communicate a whole lot better in writing and in, in a lot of things than I ever could. But the reason that I was just so pumped and I'm so amped for this series is that as I was reading his, his book, what I began to see as I was reading through it was like, oh my gosh, I have some issues. I have some deep, deep issues. And the reason that I'm so excited to preach this series, it's twofold. Number one, I believe this to be true. Over the course of the next five weeks, I, begin, I believe that as we begin to dive deep into what is within us, I believe a lot of us are gonna see, oh my gosh, I have some issues. I said it a few seconds ago, but I want you to understand it and I want you to believe it. You're a little bit messed up. And if that offends you, log off. I'm just joking, don't leave. But that's just, that's just the first thing. The second thing is this, so what I believe God's gonna do in this series. You see, I think for a lot of us, if there are things inside of us and we never bring them to light, if we are never able to expose them, for so many of us, we won't even know that they're in there until it's too late. 
And so what we're gonna be doing in this series is like I said, we are going to be uh, examining the four things, the four emotions that control us and how can we break free from these four um, emotions. And I believe this to be true. For this series, it's gonna affect us deeply, but I just, I believe this without a shadow of a doubt. At the end of these five weeks, God is gonna transform hearts, even online. God is gonna restore relationships through the words that he wants to preach to us in this series. And so the four emotions that I wanna go through in the next number of weeks are these. Number one is guilt. Number two is anger. Number three, greed. And number four, jealousy. These are the four emotions that we are gonna be going through, the four things that can trap our hearts. That's what we're gonna see in this series. Now, what I said off the top, I said, this is a five-week series. Now, some of us are saying to ourselves, wait a second, like I'm just counting here and there's only four things. Why is there five weeks? Here's the thing. This morning, what we're gonna do is we are not gonna touch on any of these things specifically. And there's a reason for this. The reason I don't wanna get into anything specific is because what I want to do this morning is I want to lay some groundwork, number one, for what God wants to do, but I need us to first understand this. I need us to get to a place where we realize that we have problems. Because here's the reality. When I talk about these things, guilt, anger, greed, jealousy, every single one of us, our first reaction is to be like, wait, hold on. Like, I don't struggle with any of those things. I don't struggle with guilt. I don't struggle with jealousy. Like, that's, that's someone else. And so this morning, before we dive into things deeply, I want us to begin to look at things broadly because this is what I believe to be true. Until we can acknowledge that we have issues broadly, we will never be able to get into anything specifically. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to start broad so that in the weeks to come, we can get specific. Now, when I say that I'm gonna start broad, what I mean by that is this, anger, guilt, jealousy, um, greed, all of these things have one common denominator. And I believe it's this, is that all of these things relate to our hearts. You see, the Bible tells us that through a heart, our hearts, our hearts are the epicenter of our lives. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to begin to realize that what goes into our hearts, how we protect our hearts is so important. And so what we're gonna do this morning, I wanna start in Proverbs chapter four. Um, and this kind of is a verse that I think is really a theme verse for our series. But this is what it says in Proverbs four, verse 23. It says, above all else, Guard your, what's that word online? Come on, shout it out in the comments. Heart. And I know there'll be a weird delay, but do it anyways. For everything you do flows from it. This is kind of our theme for this series, Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart for everything that you do flows from it. Here's the reality, what I want us to understand about guilt, greed, anger, jealousy. What the Bible is letting us know is that all of these things, the reason that we have these things inside of us is because something has taken root in our hearts. You see, the Bible, when it speaks about our hearts, it's speaking more metaphorically and spiritually. But the reason that I believe the Bible speaks about our hearts in such a way is that the reality of our hearts is this. The same way that our physical heart is, our spiritual heart follows. For anyone that has ever had heart issues, you will know that the reality of our heart is that if there is something in it that is blocking the blood from flowing, one day our heart will just stop. But we also know this truth. If you never take time to examine, if you never have your heart checked, people can literally just drop dead because there's things inside of them that they cannot see unless they take a deeper look. 
And so what I believe to be true for our spiritual hearts is the exact same thing. You see, so many of us, we have blocks in our hearts and we don't even know that they're there. And what can happen and what I believe, what I believe to be true is that if we never take the time to acknowledge what is in our hearts, one day they're gonna come out. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to begin to see how can we guard and understand our hearts better. I want to begin, and that was kind of our theme verse this morning. What I want to do is I want to actually begin the book of Mark chapter seven. We read it off the top and I want to get back into it. Now I'm going to read it a little bit and then we're going to kind of understand a little bit more in a second. But Mark chapter seven says this. Um, Jesus is, is with his disciples. And so it says that the Pharisees, and the teachers of the law asked Jesus, why don't your disciples live according to the traditions of the elders instead of eating their food with defiled hands? Now, this is a big question and it's not really gonna make sense without some context. So I need to paint this picture and it's gonna take a couple of seconds, but it's really setting the backdrop for everything that we're gonna do this morning. So I need you to follow along. You see, what happens is Jesus is with his disciples and Jesus has been confronted by these people called the Pharisees and the teachers of the religious law. Now, what you need to know about this time period is that the people of God, the people of Israel, uh, we kind of know them as Jewish people. Jewish people, the people that followed God, their mark of following God was really their obedience to what was known as the law, the Old Testament law, the law of Moses, the 10 commandments. You guys have, may have heard of these things in the Old Testament. You see, if you were a Jew, you were a Jew based on what you did. That was kind of your mark of Judaism, your mark of following God. And so these dudes, the Pharisees and the teachers of the religious law, they were kind of like next level. Like they, basically everything that they did was that people would know, hey, like we follow God. And so if you know anything about it, there's just, they're filled with rituals and, and all of these things. And the reality of the Old Testament, if I could break it down, it's this. Your outward, your outward purity, your inward purity, I should say, let me say it again. Your inward purity was marked by what you did outwardly. Everyone following, I kind of messed that up. Your inward purity was marked by what you did outwardly. And so if you read the Old Testament, that's why they were so big on rituals. That's why they were so big on what you ate, clean and unclean food. That's why ceremonies and Sabbaths were so big because if you kept certain things, if you ate certain foods, that is what made you religious. That is what made you a follower of God. And so what Jesus is coming to do, Jesus is about to reorientate the people to see what is most important. Jesus wants to get to the heart of issues. And so what we see in this story, what we just read was that the Pharisees are coming to Jesus and his disciples and they're saying, hey, before you eat, how come you guys don't do the ceremonial hand washing? Now, with everything going on right now, some of you guys are probably asking the question, like, wait a second, like, how come Jesus and his disciples didn't wash their hands? Like, are they nasty? No, calm down. What we need to understand is this. In the Bible, uh, in, in, this, in this story, I should say, there was a difference between physically washing your hands and ceremonially washing your hands. You see, to ceremonially wash your hands, it was something that was very public. It was something that you did so people would see you. And so when you wash these hands, when you did this ceremony, you would say a prayer. You would literally wash your hands from your hands to your elbows and people would see you do it. I need you to understand that. People would see you do it. And when they saw you do it, they would say, man, that person is religious. That person follows God because of what they do on the outside. 
And so Jesus and his disciples don't do it. They don't ceremonially wash their hands. Everyone following? And so what happens is that the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, they come and say, hey, what are you doing? Like, why don't you follow this? What kind of a person do you think you are? And it's funny, Jesus claps back. Come on, somebody, Jesus claps back. And Jesus, what he wants to do, he wants to get to the heart of the issue. And so he says this in Mark 7, replying to them. It says, again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen to me. So he calls everyone together. He says, everyone, and understand this, nothing outside of a person can defile them by going in. Rather, it's what comes out of a person that defiles them. So Jesus, now he flips the conversation to food because in the same way, washing your hands made you clean, what you ate made you clean and unclean. And so he flips it. He says, nothing outside a person can defile them by going in. Rather, it's what comes out of a person's heart that defiles them. After he had left, the crowd and entered his house, his disciples asked him about this parable. They need some clarity. And so what happens next, it says this in verse 18. It says, Jesus replied. He says, are you so dull? Don't you see that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them? For it doesn't go into their heart, but into their stomach and then out of the body. I'm gonna break that down in case you didn't understand it. Jesus said, what you eat, you crap it out. I can say that online because Jesus said it first. Come on, somebody. He says, whatever you eat, it literally goes in you and it leaves you. Thus, in saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. Now we need to understand something. What Jesus has done here, and one commentator I read this week said it like this. He said, this is one of the most scandalous things that Jesus does in his time on earth. Because you need to understand this, for a Jewish person, for a person seeing this, reading this, experiencing this, what Jesus was doing was revolutionary because people literally would die before they ate something unclean. You can read stories about it. But what Jesus is doing, Jesus is trying to flip their hearts around and get them to see things from a new perspective. You see, the reality of what Jesus is saying in this parable, he's saying, you guys don't get it. He's saying, you do all of these things on the outside. You have this outer exterior. You do all of these things so people can see you. And so it looks like you're religious. He's like, but you guys don't understand. You're doing all of these things for the outside, but inside of you, you're not healthy. He's saying, you have something inside of you that is dying, but you're so worried about the outside. You see, the reality is this, and what Jesus was saying, he was saying, you can actually hide behind exterior things while everything inside of you is impure. Everyone following online? You see, what I wanna say is this, and this is kind of where we're gonna go this morning, because I think for so many of us, the reality is this. When it comes to heart problems, when it comes to heart issues, and, and it looks different for different people, and I'll get into that in a moment, but the reality is this, every single one of us, we hide behind exterior things, things that people can see, whether it be status, whether it be Instagram, whatever it may be. But the reality is our hearts can remain hard and untransformed. And so what Jesus is trying to do in this story, and I want us to understand this as we move on this morning, Jesus is saying this, God himself is not about behavior modification. God is about heart transformation. God is not about behavior modification. He's about heart 
transformation. Now, the reason I need to say this is because the reality is this. When I talk about this series and I say, man, we're talking about heart problems. We're talking about anger and greed and jealousy. For a lot of people, it's like, okay, like, yeah, he's gonna hit me up. I gotta change my behavior. I gotta stop doing this. I gotta stop doing that. Here's the reality. This series is not about behavior modification. This series is about heart transformation because the reality of God, the reality of Jesus is that he's never been in the business of behavior modification. He's always been in the business of heart transformation. If you're online right now, I need you to hear this because the reality is this. You guys can have your self-help books and in your talks and all these things, and that is fine. And we can change our behavior, but the reality of what God wants to do in our lives, God does not want to change our behavior. God does not want to change our exterior. God wants to transform our hearts. And the reality of the gospel is this. Jesus said, man, you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. But guess what? I'm good enough and I'm going to die for you. And I love you. And guess what? You are now actually the righteousness of Christ. Come on, somebody. What that means is there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you'll ever be able to do to gain the love of Jesus. Yet Jesus loves you anyways. And when you experience that reality, guess what? That will transform your heart. I'm preaching now because I'm back with my mic. Jesus wants to transform our hearts. But listen to this, and this is why we have to start broadly. The reality is this, for so many of us, instead of allowing God to transform our hearts, instead of allowing ourselves to be changed from the inside out, we try to just change our behavior. Anyone ever done this? It's like, yeah, I'm just going to try to change my behavior. But the reality is this, God is saying, no, 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 I want to change your heart. I want to transform your heart. It's funny, one thing I realized, man, like growing up in church, like I, I was kind of just, there was always this idea that like your religion was based on what you did and what you didn't do, what you ate and, and what days and, and all this kind of stuff. But I realized very, very early on in my life that you could actually do all of the right things, but your heart could be far from Jesus. And I, and I think the reality is this, maybe you've been there, but for a lot of us, and I'm just gonna speak to Christians for a second, this is what we do. It's like, well, you know what? Like if I'm going to church, if I'm in a building, I'm okay, because I'm, I'm good, I'm good. But like, I, and, and this is twofold. Number one, I hope church online has flipped your perspective. But the reality is this, you can be in the right place, but your heart can actually be in the wrong place. And here's, I'm just, this is just church online for a moment. I hope this has flipped your perspective that church is not about service. Church has never been a building. Church will never be a building. We're the church. You're the church. Come on, somebody. And so Jesus is trying to transform our hearts, but a lot of times we get twisted and we just try to change behaviors. And so what happened, listen to this, the people in the story, these religious people, the reality was this, for so long, they had thought that God's acceptance was based on behavior, what they did, following rules and regulations and days and ceremonies and rituals. And what happened is that when Jesus came and wanted to transform their hearts, they were so hardened that they actually missed him. You see, I believe this to be true. Some of us hide behind religion in terms of not allowing God to transform our hearts. But, but some of the things we're talking about in this series, anger, greed, jealousy, can we be honest? I think a lot of us, we have built in excuses for why we don't let God transform us. You're like, pastor, what does that look like? Come on, I know you've heard this one. It's like, well, no, I'm not angry. It's just my people, like my heritage, we're just, we're just hot-headed, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't struggle with jealousy. I'm just a jealous person. That's just who we are as people. And the reality is this, all of us have built-in excuses. All of us have reasons for why we won't allow God to transform our hearts. 
But what we need to do and what Jesus is trying to do in this story, he's trying to peel past the surface and get to the heart of the issue because God is not in the, in the business of behavior modification. He's about heart transformation. Jesus wants to change our hearts because everything that we do flows from it. And so if it's blocked, if we're hiding behind excuses, if we're hiding behind religion, whatever it may be, the reality is God cannot work in our hearts. And I just, I believe this to be true. In this series, God literally wants to transform hearts and he will but we need to be open and we need to push past excuses. We need to push past barriers and we need to begin to say, God, I'm gonna allow you into my life. I'm gonna allow you to transform me. And so very quickly as this message sort of descends, because this is really just setting up the whole series, I wanna give us three things that we can do this morning in order to open our hearts up so God can begin to do a work. The first is this. The very first thing I want us to do is get in front of it. Get in front of it. And I'll explain what that means in a second. But if you're taking notes, write this down. Three things to open our hearts. Number one, get in front of it. Mark 7 says this. Jesus continues. It says, he went on. He says, what comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, all that good stuff that isn't really good. He says, all of this comes from out of a person. Have you, guys, have you guys ever had a thought and you're like, oh my gosh, where did that thought come from? Like, why did I just think that about that person? Or why did I have a thought like that when I'm watching church online? Like, where did that come from? Maybe for some of us, it's literally like, man, we just blurted out one day. We just exploded one day. And it's like, man, where did that come from? That's not me. That's not my personality. Guess what? If Jesus were to give an answer, you know what he would say? He would say, you know where that came from? He said, it came from within. He says, nothing is in you that hasn't found a root that hasn't taken place. And so here's the reality that I believe to be true. And this is why I said this series affects us all. The reality is all four of these things, we have it in our hearts. The thing is, a lot of times we just don't know it until it actually comes out. And so when I say that we're gonna get in front of it, what I'm saying is what if we began to address these problems before they actually came out? It's funny for anyone that knows um, the region that we're in here in, in St. Albert and Edmonton, uh, the weather has been a lot nicer this week. And so one thing that I did this week um, is I started to run again. Uh, I've said this before, I love running, I love being active. Um, but since the whole quarantine thing started, uh, like 30 days, um, I literally did no physical activity. Uh, because like, come on somebody, I, there's really no excuse. But uh, I didn't do anything. I was trying to come up with an excuse, none. I did nothing. So this week, uh, when the weather got nice, I decided to run. And uh, it was funny because like, I, I, I went outside, I had my headphones in, the sun was shining, I was so pumped up, put my music in, put my worship playlist in. I, I started bumping Graves to Gardens by Elevation Worship, learn it, we're singing it next week. And I, just, I began to just run and I'm feeling the music, I'm feeling the bridge and it's just so good. Um, about 15 minutes into my run, like I just hit like a literal wall. 
where like everything in my body starts cramping. My back starts seizing up. My hamstrings start seizing up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not, I'm not gonna make it. And so I just basically had to cut my run short. And it's funny, like I went home, um, kind of embarrassing, like I had just left Christy 10 minutes earlier. I'm back already. Um, and, and so run was done. Next day I wake up, I'm telling you this, I had never been so sore in my entire life. I didn't lift any weights, anything, but I'm lit, like I was sore in my traps. I don't even know what I did running that can make my traps sore. My ankles were sore. I didn't know you could get sore in your ankles. Like I was sore everywhere. It, it was just rough. And now the reason I'm telling you this story and I'm just gonna be straight up. The reason that I started to run in the first place was this. Um, like last week I was in bed um, with the, my two twin girls, cute girls, and my shirt was off. Don't picture it too long. Um, and Christy took a picture. And afterwards, last week, I was just scrolling through her pictures and I saw myself with my shirt off with the babies. And um, I'm just gonna be honest, I didn't really like what I saw. Um, quarantine, it got the best of me. Come on, somebody. And so that's why I decided to run because I saw a picture and I didn't look good. You guys are like, where is he going with this? You see, the reality is this, the pain that I felt because of running was amplified because I waited until I saw something physically that showed me that, man, I'm not in good shape. But the reality is this, if I had started running earlier before, it wouldn't have been so bad. Now, what I'm saying, listen to this, listen very closely when it comes to our hearts. You see, the reality is for so many of us, we say to ourselves, well, I'm gonna deal with something when it comes out. I'm gonna deal with something when, when, when it comes to the surface. But can I tell you, when something comes to the surface, when something comes out of us, generally speaking, that's the last thing. And so when we try to deal with it, it becomes extremely, extremely difficult. And so what I'm saying is, what if we began to get in front of it? That's what I wanna do in this series because I know there's so many people, you're saying to yourself, yeah, this is fantastic. I'm not really sure this series is for me maybe next time, understand this. You can say to yourself, I don't really think I have any of those things in me. Well, that's fine, but guess what? If nothing's come out yet, let's keep it that way. And that's what we're gonna do in this series because here's the reality, whether we believe it or not, what is in us, that's what Jesus is saying, will eventually come out. And so he says, let's get in front of it. Can I tell you this church? Nothing in life happens all of a sudden. No one in any relationship falls out of love all of a sudden. No one has behavioral issues all of a sudden. Nothing happens all of a sudden. It's a buildup. There's things inside of us, things in our hearts that we have let lay dormant. And so what happens is that until they come out, a lot of times we don't see it. But I just believe this to be true, that God wants us to get in front of it. Let, let, let's expose it before it has any foothold in our heart. One thing I believe to be true, I say this to people that struggle with doubt when it comes to God. If you struggle with doubt, you're like, I'm not sure God is real. Guess what? Been there, done that. We've all been there. Let it out. Bring it out. Because whatever we try to suppress, the more we suppress it, the, the bigger it becomes. And one day, one time in one season, it's coming out. And so whatever that emotion is, whether it's doubt, whether it's guilt, whether it's anger, we expose it. And so it comes out, we get in front of it. Jesus has everything in us. It came from within. 
Look at this, Mark 7. He continues. He said, all, and that's the whole list we just read. He says, all of these evil things come from inside and defile a person. Now, this is really interesting because for a lot of us, when it comes to the things that are inside of us, here's the reality. We have an excuse for why it's there. Have you guys ever been there? It's like, yeah, I, I, you know what, I, pastor, I can understand. Um, I do have some things in me, but the reason that they're in me is because you don't understand my past. The reason I'm like this is because I've been hurt too many times. I've been burnt so many times. The reason I'm like this is because I grew up without a mother figure. I grew up without a father figure. That's the reason I'm like this. Or maybe you guys have been here. It's like, you know what? Like the reason I struggle with all these things, the devil made me do it. It was Satan. Like that's, that's just the reality. It wasn't me. It's funny because what Jesus is saying, he, he gives a list of all of these really just like these vile things. But Jesus does not put the blame anywhere else other than on ourselves. He says, all of these things came from the inside. In other words, they're within us. And so here's what he's saying. He's saying what we need to do. First thing we said, get in front of it. How do we get our hearts prepared? We get in front of it. Number two is this, we take responsibility. We take responsibility. And we say, whatever is in my heart is there for a reason. Now, it's funny. I just told you guys the story of me running. Um, to be honest, and the real reason that I didn't run for a month is because like when this whole Corona thing happened, um, gyms were shut down, hockey was closed, all the stuff I love doing. Um, the reality was I just started kind of made excuses. I was like, you know what? All this stuff is shut down. There's nowhere I can go. There's nothing I can do. Now, here's the reality. At first, when everything shut down, when everything stopped, it wasn't my fault. Well, what can I do about it? I'm just, I, I, it's out of my control. But here's what I want us to understand. As every single day passed and I didn't do anything about it, it no longer became someone else's problem. It became my problem. And it was no longer a matter of what happened. It was a matter of what I was doing. And so listen, I wanna speak this into our hearts because I can see this and I don't want anyone to think that I'm mitigating your pain. I know for a lot of us, the things that we have in us, it is from literal heartbreak. For some of us, it's from abuse. From some of us, it's from just it's emotional scars and it was completely out of your control. You had no part in it. But can I tell you something, friends? That may have been how it started, but every single day we hold on to something. Every single day we try to put the blame on someone else. Guess what? It doesn't go anywhere else. It doesn't affect anyone else. It just affects us. And so many of us, we carry this baggage. So many of us carry these things in our lives. And the reality is this. It may have started outside of my control, but at the end of the day, I was the one that decided to let it get worse. I was the one that didn't deal with it. I was the one that didn't exercise. And so what Jesus is saying in this series, understand this, you've been hurt, I get that. Your heart problems are from legitimate pains, from scars, from people leaving, relationships broken. Listen, that may have been how it started, but what God wants to do in this series, what I believe God is gonna do this morning, God is saying it's time for us to take control. Listen to this church.
This is the series. This is the moment. That baggage that you have held, held, that hurt that is harbored inside of you, this is the time that Jesus says, I am going to take it from you. But in order for Jesus to take anything from us, we have to give it to him. And we have to begin to take responsibility. Listen, write this one down if you're taking notes. I don't choose what happens to me, but I choose how I respond. I can't, oh, I, I, I'm not always in control. I would love to be in control. I don't choose what happens to me, but I choose how I respond. And what we're gonna do this morning, church, we're gonna declare this in the name of Jesus. We are gonna take responsibility and we are gonna give our hurt. We're gonna give our shame. We're gonna give our pain. We're gonna give our scars. We're gonna give our brokenness to Jesus. We're gonna lay it at the foot of the cross and say, God, I've held this too long. It's harbored in my heart. I don't want it to come out more than it already has. Because here's the reality, and I believe this to be true. When we give it to God, Ezekiel 36 gives us a promise. And this is a promise that I want to read to us, but I'm not just reading this. I'm prophesying this over you. I'm speaking this into your life because I believe it to be true. Ezekiel 36, a promise from God. He says this. He says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all of your impurities and from all your idols. And I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. Look at this part, look at this part. I will remove from you your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. Now listen, this series, this is for all of us. But for those of you, you say, man, you know what? I think my heart's just hard. I've just, I just been through too many things. I've just experienced too much. I believe this to be true. Over the next four weeks, God is about to give you a heart of flesh. All of that stuff that we've been harboring, God's about to make something new. Relationships, God is about to restore them. I just believe it in my spirit. But here's the reality. If we want any of this to happen, we have to let God work. We have to let God work. You see, the reason that I didn't just jump into these four things that control our hearts is because I need us to get into a posture where we say, my heart is open. I'm taking responsibility. I'm doing a deep dive into whatever I'm feeling. And I'm gonna let God work. I'm gonna believe that promise that he wants to put a new spirit in me, that he wants to make me a new creation. I'm gonna let God work. Now understand this. I believe God's gonna do some things. God's gonna change some lives around. He's starting this morning. But I want you, if you're watching this, wherever you are, whatever time, whatever day this is, whether it's live or not, I need you to tune into this whole series. It is four weeks, but the reality is it's four hours of your life in the next month. Because I believe each and every week is gonna be so life-giving, it's gonna be so life-changing that we need you to watch this. And here's the beauty. When this, when this whole series first came on my spirit, I was like, you know what, God? Like, I'm gonna wait until church starts because like, man, this is gonna be so good. There's gonna be so much fire. Like, I just, I have to wait till everyone's in the building because I need them to hear it. I need the energy. But God said, no, 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 you're starting next week. And the reason I believe he said this is because he knew this platform being online there is such a great chance, a greater chance of you being able to watch all four weeks. You having no excuse. I believe this to be true. God's about to change your life. He's about to take that heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. He wants us to move beyond the surface and start doing a work deep within us. Hey, why don't we pray together? God, thank you so much 
for this time. Thank you so much, God, that we could have church online. I pray, Lord, that the work that you're beginning in our hearts today, that you just continue it out through these next four weeks. And God, I just pray for every single one of us that we have pain, we have hurt. For those of us who are hiding behind things, God, that we just give it to you and say, God, make me a new creation. Because God, we just believe that you're gonna change hearts and transform lives. We love you, God. We pray in your name. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this message. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired. If you want more information about our church, head over to kingdomchurch.ca and you will find everything you need and so much more. We can't wait to see you. Take care.